Midterm Mayhem. Midterm Mayhem. Every day at 4.05, we bring you Midterm Mayhem. Mayhem. The madness, the mayhem Madness. that is the 2022 midterm election. Scary people. In just for a second, is Katie Hobbs running for governor with the same strategy Biden used to become president? She's hiding for the monkeypox? That is in a moment. But first. Let's give you a poll that just uh, that we've seen over the last couple of days, because I think some people, you know, when it comes to the midterms. All right. Obviously, the governor's race here in Arizona is massive, but we have a Senate race. Mark Kelly is a Democrat. He is running against Blake Masters, a Republican, a Trump guy, a MAGA guy. And, you know, according to the last poll, Kelly's up by 14 points. Um, so now hold know, on a second. What poll is this? Is this, this, our, this, is, is no, this our buddy? No, this is no, no. We listen. We're going to win by four hundred million points. <laughs> Carrie Lake is going to win by eighteen. Uh, no, this is a real poll. <laughs> so uh, I don't know. What, no, I don't know where we got this one. This let's let's put it this way. There are three recent polls out, uh, and two recent polls out. And what it what it does it shows is that Kelly is winning to the point. Where Republicans are looking at Blake Masters and doing what? Uh, the uh, National uh, Republican Senatorial Committee is saying, you know what? Uh, we've bought some some uh, some uh, stuff here for advertising. We're not buying anymore. We're done. Mm-hmm. We're pulling our $2 million and we're moving it elsewhere. Uh, and they're doing it in two other places that shows, hey, you may have won the primary, but can... These kind of of individuals win the general. They're moving elsewhere. What I thought was going to be a slam dunk. I don't know if they're going to win the Senate. They will win the House. Just You're because talking about Republicans. Republicans, but really, it, yeah, I, I I don't know if they're going to win the Senate. What happened and, to the bloodbath? Uh, I still be a bloodbath in the in the House, but the the Senate, which was always going to be closer, it never really gets out of whack. But okay. I don't know if they're going to win it. And things like this, you know, does Ma- is Masters really? They're going to pull money from him now. Okay. He's got deep pockets because of Peter Thiel. He's worth a lot of money. Mm. Now, if you know Peter Thiel, early investor in in like you know PayPal and stuff, so he's worth billions. The reality is, though, people's shine has come off of it. You found out you didn't expand that tent, and that twelve, that twenty five percent is twenty five percent. You're still an election denier. Yeah, you're still an election denier. <laughs> it's a non-starter for me. It's a non-starter. I saw a Blake Masters ad that sh- that that says the word independent in it, calling him really. He's calling himself an independent. I don't think there's a single independent out there that thinks the election was stolen. So that's just that's just words that you use and you're not showing that you're not independent. Come on. I mean, yeah. we're not stupid. You're not independent. And that's fine. That's fine. Run on what you, you just continue to run on on what you ran on, which is your MAGA. It got you to the dance. Carrie Lake is continuing to run as a MAGA candidate. That's what got her in. Yeah. So I think I don't. Th- they're they, not going to pivot. They're they going to keep going. They may have wanted to pivot at a time, but you can't now. Right. And the reason is simple. You can't pivot from this. See tonight's race and how bad that, that Cheney's going to get boat raced. Liz Cheney's going to lose. A yeah. person who, if we want to go by facts, let's just go by facts. 
the most conservative, voted with Trump 99.9% of the time, far more than all these other MAGA candidates that have been out there and that follow Trump everywhere. Yep. But the reality is simply this. If you go against him, his revenge tour may come, and you've painted yourself into a corner. Mm-hmm. And because of that, you wanted it cheap and early, and you got it. But that may not go much further than here. So Kelly up by 14 on Blake Masters. It's early. Certainly that lead could be cut into. It could also grow. Yeah. I don't know. And, and I think a lot's also going to have to do with immigration. If they truly get zero done and there is no money coming in, mm-hmm. uh, you know, and I know that Kelly's ads are like, look, I'm about immigration, too. And also, again, if, if, if inflation picks up again and things start to get uncomfortable and the recession word is actually embraced by the media, then uh, then, yeah, the, the D might hurt him. But not right now. Midterm mayhem every day. Four or five. We bring you the madness, the mayhem that is the 2022 midterm election. Let's turn our attention to. Katie Hobbs. Uh, MIA. She is MIA. In my opinion, I think in your opinion, too, she is MIA. You see Carrie Lake out there at events. I don't see Katie Hobbs at any events. Have you seen her at any campaign events? Now, listen, she may have been out at campaign events, but I can tell you this. I mean, Robeson, when she was running, showed herself out at campaign events. Same with Carrie Lake. Carrie Lake is smart in in, in, in the way that, hey, if I'm going on a campaign event, I know people probably aren't going to just show up for me, so I'm going to bring Trump, or I'm going to bring DeSantis. Well, she's getting... One thing about Carrie is she is not shying away from the cameras. She wants to be everywhere. She wants to do as much as possible. I think she knows she's got to press a lot of flesh to overcome a lot of objections from people who are like, all you care about is 2020. Uh, And that's a good strategy because all politics is local. But you're right about her just going, you know what? I think I'm just going to pull a Biden and just hang out and see if Kerry talks herself into a loss. Yeah. And I think think that's a good point is – is Katie Hobbs, a Democrat running for governor, is she pulling a Biden, the same strategy that got Biden to become a president, staying in her basement? And I say that, you know, not not literally, but the only way I see Katie Hobbs speak to voters is through Twitter. And someone needs to tell her most people aren't on Twitter. Yeah. OK. Now, I think what she's doing is I want to keep silent. I want to say nothing to get me into trouble. Maybe I'll win if I don't have to debate Lake. But. You know, I, I think if I, I'll give Katie Hobbs, you know, this, I would do forums with independent voters. Absolutely. I would do forums every day with independent voters and I'd plaster it all over the place. Yeah. So, again, well, I, I, I'm going to repeat myself and, and I want, you know, just to say, listen, I am an independent. I'm not voting for Carrie Lake. I know what she's all about. I'm not, I'm just not going to vote for her. She doesn't have, there's nothing she can do. But, that doesn't mean I'm going to vote for Katie Hobbs. If Katie Hobbs doesn't show me anything, I'm sitting out this one. And remember, Katie Hobbs has had the advantage of not going through uh, ugly, you know, primary where there was a battle going on, right. where even the national side of it got involved. She's not having any of that stuff. And there are things hanging out there that I know people have in their back pocket about what went on in her office, the amount of money that was paid, or there are more people that are going to come forward. That That is out there. She's kind of gone through everything unscathed, and I think that's going to change. But, you know, I mean, it, it's hard to fight somebody who won't show up. Every day, 405. Midterm mayhem. Coming up next. Coming up! Five spot. Here's what we're looking for today. We have a new study that gives us a money figure about the average family that spends on their child to get them back to school supplies. This number 
is massive. Yeah. I can't believe this number. That's only for one shoe. No, it's not. But we're going to ask you parents to call 277-KTAR. And we're going to ask you, how much are you spending on school supplies for your child? You get your kid back to school, what's the price tag for one child? Because I can't believe it's what I'm looking at. Yeah. All right, 277-KTAR. Parents, we need you to call and tell us how much you spent on getting your kid back to school. All right, 277-KTAR. Five spot is next. All right, this is where we put you on the spot about a news story everybody's talking about. How much did it cost for you to send your kid back to school? School supplies, clothes. We've got some dads on hold. Let's hear from some of you moms. 602-277-KTAR. So, Chad, listen to this. This is the number, okay? We'll, we'll see if it lines up. The average family will spend $864 to prepare each child for a return to class from kindergarten through high school. Heesh. That's average. You know what? I I bet, you know, little kids, not the same. Older kids, probably getting them computers. You're getting them, you know, iPads and things like that. $864. We did not spend that on the kids. We, uh, 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 we just, I mean, that's, that's ridiculous. Plus, uh, Jack, I spend a little bit more on because he has a normal school Mm. year where the other kids go year round. So it's not like we're preparing for one thing, but still that's, that's, that's a, that's a nuts. Two seven seven five eight two seven. How much did you spend on your kid going back to school? Here we All go. Right. Uh, David, and surprise, surprise. How much did you spend? Hey, first time caller, long time listener, guys. Um, I have a set of twins that went into second grade, a 12-year-old that went into eighth grade, and I'm about the average. I was at about 850 bucks for all three of them to get back. What Backpacks, the- clothes, shoes, all the fixings. What was the biggest item uh, that cost the most? What, what, what item cost the most? You know, I'll be honest, probably tennis shoes. You know, these kids want all the up-to-date stuff. You know, they got to fit in with everyone else. So tennis shoes, Oof. probably about 100 bucks, easy. Yeah, easy. Go, find another, go find a third job. That's oh it. Gosh. I'm telling you, that's Jack. It's like, oh, my God, I got these Air Force. Look at these things. And I'm just like, look, dude, we're going to go to the swap meet, and you're going to get uh, some, uh, some Adidas, the brand of Four Stripes. Uh, Charles in Phoenix, uh, what is the number you spent on your kids? Well, I've raised ten kids so far. I got one left in high school, and I, I, I don't know where these guys are coming up with eight hundred dollars. I, I don't even remember paying for any of that stuff. They're, these kids are pretty self-sufficient when it comes to what they got to wear and all that. Yeah. If they need some, I get it. But their lunches is probably the most things I've ever had to pay for. Yeah, I like that, Charles. So, I, I like what you're going with. Ten. That. Kids. Yeah, Charles, he sounded exhausted. He did. Poor Charles. I appreciate your call, Charles. We have to jump, but I just listened to him, and I think he's right. Yeah, make the kids make their own clothes. Uh, Sherry <laughs> in Queen Creek. Said. Hey, Sherry. Um, well, hello. How are you guys? Good. How much did you so spend had, on your kid? So I, had a, so I had a kid go from charter to regular public, seventh grade, and basically starting all over. Um, not include. This is including basketball shoes and uniforms ever, for PE. Everything, thirteen hundred bucks. Oh my gosh! Why would they have to start over? Did they not have like their clothes were just awful? Plus, kids keep growing too. That's the other thing that sucks. Uh, she's been in a uniform since kindergarten, so it was a complete change into no uniform. Oh, is, wow. is it more this year than last year? Does inflation have something to do with it? Oh yeah, yeah. I, I probably spent last year. I probably spent. 
five hundred dollars oh. with everything, and then this year it's almost. Oh, my Lord. Appreciate your call, Sherry. Thanks so much. Uh, Last quick call. We're squeezing here. Stephanie in Phoenix, what did you spend on the kids? Spent probably about $150. All right. How'd you do it? My little one, my little one that's going into preschool, it was basically clothes and shoes. And my daughter, she's a senior this year, and she worked all summer, and she bought her own supplies. How about that? There you go. How about that, Stephanie? Personal responsibility. Personal responsibility. You're raising a good one there. (laughs) (laughs) It was very surprising. (laughs) 150 bucks out the window. You are loving that. All right, Stephanie. Thank you. Appreciate your call. All right, so... Parents calling in on five spot. We put you on the spot about a new story everyone's talking about. What did you spend on your kid to get them back to school stuff? The average family is spending $864 per child. All right, coming up next. Coming up. Giveathon for Phoenix Children's. How can you donate? We've got a story of hope next. The Giveathon for Phoenix Children's is presented by your Valley Hyundai dealers and the Auction Indian community. KTAR News 92.3 FM and the KTAR News app. Giveathon on the Gatos and Chad Show. Oh, you got that right. It's the Giveathon for Phoenix Children's presented by your Valley Hyundai dealers and the Auction Indian community and across KTAR throughout the day. Once an hour, you're going to hear stories of hope. Also on our uh, sister station, 98.7 FM. So it is the week we're going to ask you to give. Let's kick it off with a check presentation from Oregano's. All right. I am here now with Anthony Sutton and Nick Spordone with Oregano's. A tremendous local spot here in Arizona. First year being involved with the Phoenix Children's Giveathon. So, Nick, as the marketing director, I will start with you. What inspired you all to get involved? Um, you know, really, it was a collaboration between a couple team members in the Oregano's um, corporate office who had relationships with folks at PCH. And, you know, we really just had an introduction and over a, a cup of coffee. And, you know, we just got the ball rolling. And, and one thing led to another. And here we are today. Now, Anthony, as the corporate brand chef, I know you've been involved in creating uh, the the specific way to fundraise for Oregano's for the Giveathon. Can yes, you tell me yeah. a little bit more about that? Yeah. So what we decided to do is bring out some limited time offers, and what we did is those limited time offers last for about four to five weeks, and we give a dollar of each limited time offer purchase towards this fundraiser, um, and that's how we're giving back to the community. PCH um, one dollar from each uh, entree or dish ordered. From the limited time offer goes to PCH. Well, with that being how you have fundraised or part of how you have fundraised for the Phoenix Children's Giveathon, I know you have a big check to present. So, uh, Nick, would you mind taking it away? We're ec- ecstatic to um, give a donation of $25,000 to the cause uh, and further the Phoenix Children's uh, mission. Oh, that was awesome. $25,000 and deliciously. Yes, so, yes, absolutely. Definitely. Really appreciate that, Nick and Anthony. Thank you so much for your generosity and for being involved with Giveathon. Absolutely. Thank you. 25K. 25 long. And you got to go there and have the bazooki. It's fantastic. It delicious. Oh, my gosh. So thanks to our friends over at Oregano's. Glad that they've started uh, this year with us, their first year. Uh, there's a lot of stories of hope. So many children, unfortunately, go through Phoenix Children's Hospital. But, you know, a lot of them, uh, they're so tough and they get out of there and they live a healthy life. It's time for another story of hope presented by uh, Madame Holmes. Lucas, 
just two weeks before his second birthday, Lucas was airlifted to Phoenix Children's in critical condition after an accident in the swimming pool at his family's home. Despite the best efforts of his care team at Phoenix Children's, he passed away after several days on life support. This is Lucas's story. I know for me, I thought it it couldn't ever happen to me. Like, this isn't going to happen to me. As parents, Anthony and I, we see things different. And um, to be just aware of, I mean, not live in fear, but just be aware that it can. It can happen. The moment when I, when I got the call, my son um, had an accident. We had a, a lot of amazing doctors and nurses and... We have an amazing grief counselor through Phoenix Children's Hospital, Amanda Grace, the music therapist who helped our two daughters through the passing of their brother. A lot of gratefulness, too, for Phoenix Children's and all that they continue to do for the four of us. The comfort for me was having first responders there. Um, It's really given me... Uh, and appreciation, respect. They're superheroes. And then those out of Phoenix Children's, and the strength they have, because um, we're not strong in them. We speak with Amanda just about every other week. When we first started meeting with her, the grief was intense and something we never thought that we would go through. So it was very dark, it felt like, and very lonely. And Amanda just helped us helped us understand what we were going through and that it was okay what we were going through and how to honor him and remember him to where now that we you know we can see light at the end of the tunnel we even got to go to a um remembrance for any families who had lost children and it was incredible for us to go and know that I mean, because when you lose your child, you feel very alone, but you're not. To know that you're not alone was so helpful. Phoenix Children's put that on. You expect to leave a hospital with your baby, you know, in hand. And I told Anastasia when we had that news, we were gathering our belongings and not our son. We birthed him to heaven. We need to hold our head up high and honor everyone that gave their best. Because this is what is best. How about uh, how about a match for the memory of Lucas? Yes, because you know a lot of kids go in there. They have these injuries. They have cancer. They have something wrong with them. Their best chance is PCH, and not everybody makes it out. And Lucas didn't. So how about a match? Uh, thanks to our friends at RSM US LLP. Call 602-933-4567 and say, listen, I'd like to do uh, $20 a month and become a champion of hope for Lucas. Uh, And not only will a bear be delivered in your name to a patient at Phoenix Children's on the train Teddy Bear Express, but you'll also receive your choice of a free uh, kids pass to the Wildlife World Zoo or a free polish and shine wash from Cobblestone Auto Spa. So if you were touched by the story of Lucas and how the hospital continues to help even after he passes away, 
602-933-4567. All right, the match will continue into the break. 602-933-4567. It is the Giveathon for Phoenix Children's. Arizona's news station, KTAR News, 92.3 FM. Serious news, seriously entertaining. The Gatos and Chad Show. Uh, so uh, we've got the, the give for Phoenix Children's. You can also text, right? That's Chad? right. You can text a give to 620-620. Everything. Quick bounce back. Mm-hmm. Take seconds. If you're like me, I'm a texter. Mm-hmm. Simple and easy to do. When you call 602-933-4567 uh, to give, uh, you're going to get, you'll be done in two minutes. It is fast. We've yeah. got a lot of people working hard to get you in and out. So the give for Phoenix Children's continues all week. Um, I think when you look back at Uvalde, there are go- obviously there are going to be a lot of things. There are going to be uh, 19 kids were slaughtered. Yeah. We had police officers that were gutless. Thank goodness they're not like that in Arizona. We had parents that were outside of the school, and some of them were trying to get in. And last week, we had a situation at an elementary school in El Mirage that we're all still talking about. Thank God... Nobody was hurt. Nope. Somebody did try and get into the school with a gun. Didn't happen. Thank God. But I think after Uvalde, when we all watched so many officers stand and do nothing, when we watched parents show up in droves and beg them to go in. Some even snuck around and went in and got into places. One cop got what they took his gun away and uh, and made him go home because he had a uh, family member in there. Yeah. What what is starting? What we're starting? If you take the what happened in El Mirage, we'll get into it right now. Uh, parents are starting to show up at their kids' school when there's a lockdown. Yeah. That's what happened in El Mirage. I've got to believe that that's something that's happening across the country. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Because after Uvalde, I mean, imagine this. This is what happened in El Mirage. The lockdown took place. Somebody was trying to get into the school. School did the right thing. They locked everybody down. They followed the protocols the way that you're supposed to. And kids from inside the school texted their parents. And then parents started to arrive. Yeah. Now, when parents start to arrive and the police are already on the scene, the police now have, the A, the job of going into the school if there is a shooter in there and taking that guy out. Yes. They also have to worry about behind them, which is parents who are distraught, who are scared, who are anxious, who are angry, who don't know what's going on. Communication with the parents and with the powers that be outside of the school has to be of utmost importance. And how many times do we say this in our life? Like here, uh, communication is our business, not what we do. For a lot of people, communication solves much of the problems, but it also causes problems. Yeah, one parent outside of the school. This is a prime example of why the badge is no longer respected, because they're more interested in dealing with themselves instead of protecting and serving. Okay, okay. Uh, I think the guy's full of garbage. I think he's 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 frustrated. Mm-hmm. He's upset. He was emotional, and as we all know in life... He should shut his mouth. Once emotions get involved, uh, usually things go south fast. That's the guy who is going to have someone break into his house, and he's going to beg the police to to get over there fast. He doesn't like the police. He doesn't respect the badge. You know, and but again, if he's assaulted, he's going, you know, 
He's going to be a well, I mean, crybaby. He's going to call the police. Again, I don't know if he doesn't respect the badge. Again, emotions, when it comes to your kids, people say and do certain things. Uh, it's usually not a good time when you talk to somebody when they're in an emotional. But he definitely, you could hear him breathing heavy because maybe the microphone ner- made him nervous, too. That's what, what the cops were on here. I know that people got tased, but you know what? There were, peop- there were, there were parents who rushed the cops. Yeah. If you do that. You're going. You're going down. Yeah, it's like a bear, right? Like when all those people go out, I'm gonna go pet a bear, and then the bear. I can't believe the bear ate my friend. Well, I can't believe you guys tried to pet a bear. Right. Don't do that. Right. Uh, Paul Penzone, Maricopa County Sheriff, with Broomhead today. We're literally looking at every aspect from acquiring new technology. Where we show up on a major scene, how can we have something out there, an electronic billboard or something that we can communicate to parents? So he's looking now. This is the Uvalde effect. Yeah. We've got it now. Uh, listen, I understand that parents will show up at the school freaked out. I get that all day long. But when you try and bust past a police officer yeah. or you want to, you know, stick your face in front of a microphone and tell everybody that nobody respects the badge. Eh, yeah, it's not yeah, going to work. Not on and, your side. and again, emotions. But the other thing is they're going to overcomplicate it. We're going to get billboards and you don't need that. You can make things simple through technology. Don't screw it up. But people will figure out a way to do that. All right, coming up, we got Becky Lynn, 5 o'clock KTAR News Expansion.